Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence Strong Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 17 of Confidence From Within. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And I have a very special guest for you today, Nancy Bruce. And Nancy is a emotional weight loss coach. And in our conversation today, she really gives us a very clear understanding of the difference between a craving and emotional eating. And I thought that was so interesting. We also go through the seven hidden emotional triggers for uh, difficulties losing weight. And we kind of go through all the different ones and she gives examples and I share some of the ones I resonate with and that I encountered in my work. And I loved that because it, it seemed to give such clarity in terms of emotions that are a lot of times tangled up together. So I do think you're going to love that. This is a value packed episode and I'm so excited about it. But also, Nancy is a partner of the Weight Release Shift program, which is my signature program, and I'm just so excited about it. And she is bringing to the program a bonus module on how to use EFT to overcome cravings. So she's actually using myself as a example. So this is gonna be real raw. Um, and you're gonna, of course, if you're joining the program, you're gonna ac- get access to the bonus cravings module and you will be able to see me going through the process. So you can see how the process could help yourself as well. So this is just something really cool that we're also doing beyond the podcast. But for now, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Nancy. Overweight as a teenager and throughout her 20s, Nancy tried every fad diet. She struggled with yo-yo weight loss cycles and the emotional tools that come with it. When her son was diagnosed with autism in her early 30s, she began researching and training in alternative care and treatment strategies. Once she began to feed her family real food, she saw and felt immediate improvements in the well-being of her entire family. She also began to explore the underlying emotional triggers that had led her to struggle with weight and health issues for so many years. She finally shed excess weight that had troubled her for decades when she uncovered and released her subconscious weight loss blockers. It was not about the food. It was about the lack of self-control. With that case of experience, as well as her training as a certified freedom technique practitioner, emotional weight loss coach, and holistic nutritionist, Nance has developed an approach based on healing and empowering her clients, allowing them to feel confident and to love themselves. From that base, 
Nance assists her clients in building new habits through patterns for a lifelong healthy lifestyle. I'm just so excited to introduce you to Nancy, and here is our conversation. Hi, Nancy. This is such a pleasure to have you at the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you, Juliana. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and the topic today is very exciting, and I'm personally very curious to hear your take on this as well. And Part of my intention with the podcast is to bring a combination of real women going to their struggles and lessons in the whole weight loss world, but also experts like yourself that have knowledge and experience in very complementary fields because we know that the whole weight journey is very multifaceted. And I think you bring such a important component of that when it comes to the whole mindset and emotional eating aspect of things. So without any further delays, I'm going to jump right into the good stuff. And I'm going to ask you the big question. If you can tell us what is the difference between cravings and emotional eating? So my experience in this is, um, a craving is a food that technically you can't have in the house because if you if it's in the house, it's kind of forever calling your name. And if you take a bite of it, it's really hard for you to go, no, I don't want any more. And it's technically an emotion that you're trying to experience. So the food that you're eating is going to give you an emotion that you have experienced somewhere in your life that felt really, really good. So maybe you're moving towards love. Maybe you're, you're lean, you know, leaning towards peace. It's different for everybody what you're actually uh, going toward. Okay. Yeah. Um, so emotional eating is you're trying to move away from something that you're feeling. So you're stressed, you're going to go to the cupboard, and you might still look for that feeling from the other food of filling it up, but you're actually trying to avoid a feeling. So the, um, the emotional eating is, is going to be more oftentimes, I'm in the fridge, I'm in the cupboard, I don't know what I want. And, um, you know, because you don't, it, a lot of this is based in your psyche from when you were a child. So a lot of your decisions are based from that child's mind of what am I going to do next. And that's kind of where a lot of our um, emotional eating comes from. Is, I love the distinction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there, there is a very clear difference. Um, you, but you, again, it's that mindset. We have to tune into what am I feeling? Am I going towards or away? And then I have different techniques to work with those. The different shoot. That's mm -hmm. wonderful. And it's actually something you said that I thought was really interesting the concept that it comes back from the child's mind right and in july and i i think it was episode two i talk about this that i interview i went out to interview 50 women all over the world and turned out to be a, a few more than 50 but that was the initial intention and talking to women 
everywhere, didn't matter where they were from. One of the very common themes that kept coming up is that something that was said to them in early childhood or early teens marked them so much. That's when they registered as this is the beginning of my weight struggles, right? And this is women even in their 50s and 60s talking back to when they were 10 years old. And when you mentioned that, I said, that is so interesting because that connection, I don't believe a lot of people have made, right? So I, I love that. And just out of curiosity, and I'm sure our audience is also curious, tell us a little bit about your story and why did you get in this field and working with emotional freedom technique? Um, so, um, um, first of all, I have struggled with my weight since teenager on, um, and never really found anything that worked. Um, and then, um, uh, my son was diagnosed with autism and, um, there, there wasn't a whole lot of support. We're talking back 20 years ago. There wasn't a whole lot of support um, for the autism world. Uh, so I started pursuing all kinds of other, um, alternative, um, things to, to do. And food was definitely one of them. So I, I do so believe in the proper foods really affect the mind, the gut, you know, cause of that connection. Um, but I was looking for more, what more could I do? And I stumbled across EFT and what I found was it really helped me clear the emotions that I was dealing with, with my son. And when we clear the emotions that we're, I don't want to say hiding behind, but are buried in our subconscious, oh. our whole world around us changes. So whenever I would do EFT, I would notice a big difference in my son because we are all energetically connected. Right. Um, so I just kept pursuing it and pursuing it and pursuing it. And then it was like, Oh, I can use this on anything. So I started it for weight and you literally can use it for anything. I have seen, amazing things happen with the emotional freedom technique and it's just about letting the emotions go and you know I'm a firm believer as well that you know 80 to 90 percent of most issues are emotional so health a lot of it is emotional it might just be you know the frustration or the fear or whatever but those emotions are still going to prevent you from healing Absolutely. and we tend to push everything down and, you know, we talked about that, you know, that inner child, well, that inner child didn't have an analytical brain to try to figure out why am I eating or, you know, to make that connection of, oh, this makes me feel good. So I'm going to go to this food every time I want to feel good. Yeah. We can't make that connection. A lot of adults can't make that decision. And then we're programmed from that child on up. Yeah, absolutely. And like so many things is that like makes so much sense to me. And I, always say to my clients and my audience that you can't have a balanced uh, biology without a balanced psychology, right? And I truly believe that the whole emotional mindset piece is such a game changer because it is the root cause of most, if not all, ailments, our perceptions 
dictate our reality, right? And the other thing you said, and I guess so excited with stories like yours that a perceived very big challenge in your life, right? And you investing all your energy into you know, your duty as a mother. And now that turned out to be the gift that you help so many other women with. And I love those stories that you can see that, you know, the, the transformation that you get, yes, in your house, but also how you took that and made it into something so much bigger and decided to share that such a needed thing. I, I love that <laughs> type of story. We're, you know what? I believe that we are guided into our purpose. and um, my son you know really helped guide me into the purpose of doing this for you know as many women as possible absolutely yeah so I have I had goosebumps when you were when you were talking about that so (laughs) exactly so that's great Nancy and the other thing that I wanted you to kind of share with our listeners and it's something that you have educated me on is the difference all the I think you call the seven subconscious weight loss blocks so if you don't mind give us an overview and let's go to what the seven are and what they mean absolutely okay so the first one would be um, your feelings are stuck in your food so that would be the cravings one where you're looking for something in the food that you've had in a relationship the positive right? So you're looking to um, feel that emotion right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is, and it's not necessarily an order, everybody's order is different. And um, we all have different subconscious blockers as well. And somebody might have three, somebody might have all seven. So it's really different, right? Uh-huh. But even if they have two or three, it could keep them blocked forever. This episode is brought to you by the Weight Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey which is weight release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones eat for your needs and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below. To learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release. And I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better. Another one is, um, I don't want to make them feel bad. So on a subconscious level, if you, if you have a connection with somebody, and it is about food, if it is about being overweight, or whatever, you 
a part of you will be afraid to lose the weight because you don't want to jeopardize that relationship. So this can be a familial thing as well, that, you know what, oh, if I lose weight, um, you know, my family isn't going to be happy with me because that's how we bond is over food all the time. Um, it could be a girlfriend, it could be a spouse, it could be absolutely anybody, but you just don't want to make anybody feel bad. Uh, because as humans, we don't want to make anybody feel feel bad. So that is actually a, a really kind of surprising one, right? Yeah, but it's funny, because it's from looking at my work, you know, been in this, this field for 10 years now. And that has be, been the issue for so many of my clients, I actually have heard variations of that, the wording in relation to that as we are digging more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. And it's one that it's so, I think so subtle, right? That people may not even realize that that is one of their roadblocks, but it's, I think, very common. Yes. Like if you think about it, we, we have connections, say we have a gym buddy. Well, that's what we do with that person. So if we take the gym away, then we do, then we potentially lose that buddy. So it's the same with the food. It's the same with the, the, you know, being overweight. It's exactly the same. So it's about finding, uh, you know, positive, but that, there's another exercise that I go through to help you clear that. <laughs> the next one is uh, simply that emotional eating that I talked to you about that, you know, you're trying to get away from a feeling. So, you know, when we've had a lot of times if we've had bad news, or if we've had just a crappy day, we head to the fridge of the cupboard, or, and, and we don't really have anything specific in mind that we want to eat, we just want to eat. Um, because we're hiding those emotions, or we're avoiding something, maybe we're avoiding getting something done. So, Oh, I'm going to avoid this. And it's again, it's a subconscious decision. I'm just going to go to the cupboard and eat something because that's going to take away 15 minutes. And you know, I have to eat. So it is that emotional eating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next one is you have this need to clean your plate. I don't know how many people grow up. And, you know, as a child, your food is served to you by your parents. So first of all, you don't get to pick what you want to eat. And then they put the amount on your plate. So you don't get to choose the amount that you get to eat, but you're not allowed to leave the table until the plate is empty. Yeah. Um, so that becomes uh, a habit for us that we ignore how we're actually feeling. You know, am I, am I satiated with, you know, half a plate? We don't know because we've just been, been taught you got to clean your plate. You got to clean your plate. So, or, you know, because there's starving people in the world. We've all heard that, right? Yes. Um, so that actually becomes a subconscious weight blocker as well. That is 100% minus like growing up in Brazil, I moved here, I was 21. Mm -hmm. And in, you know, that is just such a accepted cultural guilt trick, <laughs> I guess that we like literally all experience as children. And to this date, I have to clean my plate and I am more conscious now. So I don't overserve myself, but I have this, or before when we used to go out to restaurants pre COVID, 
I would have to take it home. The leftovers, like I could never waste food, but now because I'm more conscious of it, I don't overstuff my place. So I have that ability, but it took me so long. And then when we first spoke about this, I was like, yeah, that is a big one for me very much because coming from an impoverished, impoverished country, we have this guilt of wasting food over, but that definitely, again, early childhood, right? That really sets some, you know, mindset parameters that aren't necessarily conducive of me knowing what I'm full. So I totally relate to that one. That's a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is um, I'm too sexy. So there's a part of us that, you know, we don't want to draw undue attention to ourselves by being thin, by being attractive. Um, you know, if I'm thinner, does that mean I have to do more? Does that mean that, um, you know, I am going to attract more? Sometimes there's, oftentimes there is, you know, larger traumas in this or smaller traumas in this, because, you know, I think we've all been there that we felt good about ourselves. We were doing something good for ourselves. We felt good about ourselves. And somebody cat called us and it just felt creepy. You know, that can automatically become a subconscious blocker of, I don't want to look that good because I don't want that type of attention. Right. Um, And for women, it's always that balance. Um, But it's really uncomfortable. Right. So it's I'm too sexy. Um, The next one is you can't make me. So what happens when a lot of people uh, go on a specific diet, right, is uh, they find, okay, I'm really, really good. And then boom, they're gone. And that can be simply because that's their inner child, the rebel coming out that this is controlling to me you're controlling me with this diet and I don't like it and you can't make me do it so it's actually them they're saying you know no you can't control me to an authority figure which was probably a parent um not all the time but like probably a parent and they're just totally resisting the diet plan because it feels like their parent telling them what to do and to be controlling and let's face it nobody likes to be controlled absolutely so that rebel will come out right um and then there's uh the last one is but i'm not or ever full so you know if you grew up not having your needs met you're not actually ever going to feel satisfied or I like to call it safe because it goes right down to your first chakra that I was never safe. And this one can actually go right back to childhood or not childhood to, to like the, the baby phase of your, if your needs were not met. That is very interesting. And that's it. So everybody's going to have different emotions around all of these blockers. And it's really amazing what comes up for people. <laughs> oh my gosh, like, absolutely. And I love the breakdown, right? Because a lot of times, and very much you said that earlier, that some people have more than one of those blockers. 
And if you have more than one of those, of those blockers, it may be a little tricky to be able to untangle them and understand that these are actually the things holding you back, right? You may just perceive it's one, this one big mess and you don't know where to start. So like you gave so much clarity so that we can start to really look at ourselves and I know which three <laughs> are more, more likely based on my self discoveries and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is so helpful, Nancy. And the one thing too, like when it comes to safety, talking about number seven, that I find it very interesting to use those words because one of the things I teach on the hormonal side of my work is the concept of taking our you know, fat cells out of survival mode into, you know, rest, repair, into happy mode. And that survival mode is associated with lack of safety, anywhere from starvation, from stress and fight or flight and the hormones involved with that. So it's very cool that you brought the mindset aspect of safety in a very subconscious way, because it, it could be and I say this to people, like the the root, the reason why you're not able to release weight, if it is mindset, it could be something you're subconscious, right? That you're not able to quickly pinpoint. And having, you know, experts like yourself to help navigate that, I think it's really necessary and helpful. And I think the, the, the saddest part to me is that people a lot of people will try to punish themselves thin. So they're going to follow a program, they follow a program, they fall off, they beat themselves up. And they go into, I'm, you know, I'm worthless. I'm like that whole inner voice conversation that they have with themselves. And that to me is really, really sad that you're trying to punish yourself thin when really all you're looking for is love for that inner child. So you're actually being that authority figure with yourself instead of just loving yourself and honoring yourself. What do I want? What do I need? And you can see how that's more empowering and how that can last longer than if you try to control yourself then. Oh. bully yourself thin which is what a lot like darn it I'm gonna do it and you know it's like oh it just that that really deflates me because we all deserve to love each other or to love ourselves and oh. we can love each other once we love ourselves it's easier to love everybody else when we love ourselves yes. and we have to do it ourselves we we can't um, we can't look for anybody else to validate that. We have to do it ourselves. So I'd love to do love yourself thin. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that's awesome. That's an amazing hashtag, just so you know. <laughs> love <laughs> Sorry, that's where my mind always goes. But yeah. um, and it's so true. And I always like to say that your eating is a form of self-love, but you put it in such brilliant context and, and why that is. And I truly just love what you just said. And um, just for the listeners, so Nancy is a partner of the Weight Release Shift program, and we are doing a special uh, process that she's taking you through cravings and the actual process using EFT to help with food cravings. 
but so now, so that is going to be part of the um, bonus modules of the weight release shift. And I'm so excited to share that with everyone. So if you're curious, you can go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash release, and you can read more information about the program. But to the listeners today, Nancy, give us an idea of how does EFT work in terms, now that you told us about the difference between cravings and emotional eating, and you told us what the different seven different areas are, how does your modality or technique works in terms of sort of helping them overcome specific things? So, um, of course, it's all within the psyche. And um, I work one-on-one, and I will be working in groups as well. Um, to help you identify the subconscious blockers that you're having. Um, That being said, I don't necessarily do the very specific subconscious blockers. Like I don't say week one is this, week two is that. It's let's talk about the food and let's discover, you know, where are you struggling? And then we'll do EFT to clear that. And what I absolutely love about this is how fast those cravings can be gone. You know, people that have had cravings, uh, you know, for years and years and years, we have cleared up in 20 or 30 minutes and to the point that they just go, meh, I can take or leave it. So it's not that we're saying you can't have that at all. We're not punishing at all. It's, you know, what is this about? And let's clear that. And for people that don't know specifically what EFT is, maybe give them a little set of like the close notes. So EFT is, um, it's, you're basically tapping um, acupressure points on your body while you're conjuring up the, the story or the memory or whatever it is so that you can fully release it because all of these traumas, all of these negative connections to food are stored in your body, in the meridians somewhere. And that's why you keep on going that, uh, going in the direction that you go in. And everything is stored in the amygdala, which doesn't have a sense of time. So If you're triggered by a certain thing, it's like, oh, this is happening. I'm six again, and this is happening. So you can't control it. So the EFT helps to clear that and actually helps to develop new neurons so that you don't even have to think about this stuff anymore. And it doesn't have the trigger in you anymore. That's wonderful. And say somebody goes through the process and they clear a specific craving. Mm -hmm. And I know you mentioned that, you know, in your experience, the craving is gone 20, in 20, 30 minutes of a session. For some people. For some people, of course, of course. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, Thank you. That's important to clarify. Yes. Do you feel, is that something that then that emotion can maybe come back in a different form and that craving may come back because of a different emotion that gets tapped into it? Is it kind of like onion layers that you need to continuously peel and work on? It absolutely can. We, we are all an onion. Yes. <laughs> all an onion. Even you and I. And, oh. <laughs> um, but if, if we clear a craving and it's, you know, we go with the strongest connection, um, 
And we bring that down to a zero and we work through all of the aspects attached to that. My experience has not been that it comes back. I love that. Yeah, it's my experience has been that it's permanent. And my last question, and I'm just so fascinated by what you do. <laughs> so I'm just like soaking it all in. Um, in terms of, because one of the things and even like thinking through my own lenses and so on that I feel for some people can seem like, okay, how'd you get started? How would you go about determining what is the most active emotion? Because what if it's something that we're not able to associate, for example, that that craving for chocolate means this emotion? How do you help them do that connection so they know where to, what to pick as their most active one? They don't have to pick. Mm. We go with whatever the body is revealing. I see. And through the discovery call, I, I ask people to do a discovery call with me to see if we can work together. I do ask a series of questions. There are some things that we do have to get to quickly for the best results. Um, but other than that, I have the procedures set out and I'll ask you questions that are going to trigger you and it's all gonna contribute to letting the connection with food go. I love it. Oh, that's great. Your body lets things go as it needs to. So um, innately your body knows what needs to be healed and how much you can trust the person that you're handing the emotional issues over to. And you're only going to be able to go so deep or, you know, it, it depends on what your body wants to release. Yeah. But we do go deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what EFT really allows you to do because your body starts to recognize, oh yeah, this is safe. This feels good. This is safe. This feels good. Let's let it all go. Right. Yeah, something you said that I truly live by that belief that your body has all the innate intelligence that it needs, right? A lot of times it's a question, I even say it's not even a question of adding things, it's a lot of times a subtraction game of removing that interference, right? Mm -hmm. And I love that a person doesn't have to know right away, this is the emotion, like you help facilitate that connection process, because I do know that's a lot of time the roadblock is not even having that awareness because it's stuffed back so far deep. Um, so no, this is so great, Nancy. And you mentioned the amygdala, which I talk a lot about, back yeah. to, say, to the survival. The other thing too, Julie, when you're talking about, um, you know, I don't know what emotion to do first is I'll be working with clients. And I think women well, we all do, we really push things down. So the best thing that I can do for somebody is have them bring a trigger and have them, you know, discover what is the emotion that we're feeling? Because a lot of times we don't know, like a lot of times we're just headed to the cupboard. We don't know the emotion that we're actually feeling, nor do we tune into it. So I help people kind of explore so what is it that you're feeling that we can trigger that? And, and sometimes we can work through it without even knowing the emotion. You just feel it in your body and you know that I don't feel right right now. I don't feel grounded. 
Okay, so let's follow this feeling and see what we can do with it. Mm. So it's not a matter of you have to know, you have to have the answers. No, I have to be able to guide you through to clear stuff up. I'm actually really glad to share that because I know some people may feel I, I can't articulate the emotion, but as long as you know how to feel it, which I think we all do, you know, that's a great action that I made a distinction. That's really good to know. I think that would just kind of take down the maybe stress that some people would have in terms of anxiety when we're trying to release the negative emotions, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm feeling. I love it. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Thank you so much. And um, if people want to find more about you and, you know, jump on that very generous discovery call that you mentioned to see if EFT is right for them. And actually, I wanted to clarify that you're not only an EFT practitioner, but also specialized in weight loss, right? So it's a very specific niche. So how can they find you? And I'll also link to everything in the show notes. Yep. Uh, So I can be found at Lavender Lane. And the website is www.lavenderlaneptw.ca. And I would love to talk to people about, you know, do a discovery call, see if it's going to work for you. And in the discovery call, I actually ask you to bring one of your favorite foods because I want to do, uh, I want to show you what, uh, you know, to give you a teaser of the things that we will do to clear the emotional. Oh, that's exciting. I love that. That is really exciting. That's wonderful, Nancy. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing it. Such a unique, you know, perspective modality into this very important topic of emotions and mindset and weight loss. I'm very grateful to have you here today. And I am just beyond excited to share your bonus content with our uh, weight release shift group, uh, really looking at cravings and how to use your expertise and work with you on going deeper into that journey. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. This was fun. (laughs) Bye. Bye, Julia. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.